ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Curvin, aka KD, and yup, we're interviewing the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Mark, how's life, man? Man, life is good. Now, I am truly blessed. Truly blessed. You had a great career with the WWE, 20 plus years. The question is, are you officially retired? Well, I was just about to ask you, you said had. Like, uh, had is not in that equation yet. Uh, okay. Until I sign a contract saying I'm doing something else, uh, I'm still current time. Now, do you see yourself continuing your career with the WWE or? Oh, most definitely. Like, okay. uh, you know, we, we've talked about the future and all of the stuff that I'm doing now <laughs> and uh, how to not only monetize it, but be more effective and uh, have the time to do everything. It's, uh, everything is uh, on up and up. Now, what are some of your goals still in the WWE that you want to accomplish before when it's time to actually hang it up? Well, I mean, as far as like goals in the ring, uh, I want to make sure that my legacy stays intact. You know, that's foremost in everything. I, I don't, I don't ever want to go in the ring and be like, I can't do something. Uh, the time has passed, or you know, I can't do that, or whatever. I want people to remember me in a way that I, I've always, the standard that I've always set. And, you know, that's, that's just the way it's got to be. You want fans to remember you on top. Exactly. You, you want them to remember you at your best. Now, do you think there's a possibility that one day you can become a WWE champion? I mean, I, I could become champion tonight if I run out there. Uh, but that's not... Uh, good business. I want everything to be structured and uh, the company and myself to be on the same page. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just a matter of time to figure out what's going to, how it's all going to play out. In my opinion, becoming WWE Champion is the only thing left in your career. You've accomplished so much. And that's why I actually, you know, brought it up because I think that's the only thing you haven't accomplished and fans actually want you to become a champion. And one point I thought you were going to become a champion was when you faked your retirement in the ring with John Cena. Was that um, a segment that you came up with? Was it your idea? Well, you know, it, it's one of those things, man, like the inside of our business is the inside of our business. Yeah. On the outside, you have to watch like everybody else. Uh, when I talk about the business, I talk about the business and what has happened and not what's going to happen. You know, people sell wolf tickets all day long. Exactly. They're just wolf tickets. You know, I've been champion multiple times. And there's a level of responsibility that comes with being champion. You're there every night. There's no, there's no really time off. Uh, you're pretty much uh, on call. Uh, you mandatory have to have at least 140 shows. So then being champion, you add another 25, 30 days to that as marketing. And then there's people that want third party appearances, second party appearances. Now you're looking at 165, 175 days a year. I got two small kids. You know, like my days of being the adventure man on the road is over. You know, so uh, I try to stay in my lane. I try to stay where I know that 
I can handle all of that, and my house don't suffer. I mean, at the end of the day, family is first. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about what you know, can do. And I pay my dues to be able to make that assessment, to be able to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relax and be more with my family than uh, being on the road, even though I love my road family. But you know, in all families, you don't always get along with everybody. <laughs> exactly. We all got a cousin or two that we don't like, you know? <laughs> so you walk in, sometimes you see them, you're like, ah, oh, jeez, you know. Oh, why you're here? You know yeah. what? Pa pass me the rice. Yeah. yeah. How's the family? Good? All right. Pass yeah. me the rice. Goodbye. Well, it's good seeing you. Mark, early in your career, you started with the Nation of Domination with Von Simmons, The Rock, D'Lo Brown, and Kama, who later became The Godfather. What did you learn from those guys that helped you in your career after? Planning, preparation. Uh, you, you, if you're on time, you get there at showtime, you're like, be early. Uh, that's, that's kind of the way the nation went. We, we spent a lot of time together, but we also spent a lot of time away from each other. And for me to be able to benefit from all the knowledge that The Rock had and Ron Simmons and Godfather, they, they've been in the business for 10 years, 20 years. Uh, collectively, more than I had, I've been, been there a few months. And uh, uh, I, I really do thank God for all of the lessons that I learned because those guys were well seasoned and they just brought me along. Now, you still keep in touch with some of those guys. Just All of them. Yeah. Just recently, you did a uh, episode of Table for Free on the WWE Network. Yeah. Did The Rock actually get you guys uh, watches, and did he get, um, did he truly get yeah, lots of expose. You asked me questions like, you, you're going to break news to the wrestling fans of the world. Like, stop doing that. Like, <laughs> Shit is what it was. You know, the dude sent us a watch. I enjoyed the watch. I haven't worn it yet. Anything else about the watch you want to know? No, that's about it. I, I see the watch enough. I thought they know it. I just wanted to see if The Rock actually, you know, sent that over. But if he did, great. You know, I'll just, you know. My thing is, is when is he ever going to see Ron Simmons one? That's <laughs> true. That, because that's what you should ask. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, hey, I, I, I want to know. That, I find that's the Thing Hopefully one day we get The Rock on the Yep I Like Wrestling YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe to they our channel to make sure. They want, they want you on the show. Man. They want, yeah, the Rock, come on down, The Rock. We want you. We want to interview you. Wow. Um, how was it like working with uh, Mae Young? Working with Mae was unbelievable because, you know, I don't know if you saw pictures of Mae when she was in her 20s. Like, you know, she if she was here now, she'd be one of the prettiest divas. Like, she was amazing. Like, she was a Miss Texas, uh, one of those that almost Miss USA type girls and got into wrestling and you didn't realize how tough she was. Like, this is a woman that came into wrestling during a time when men were uh, very open about the disdain for women being in the business. They didn't think that women have a place. And uh, I can't remember who the guy she said it was, but uh, he just gave her a real hard time. And uh, she told him one day, she was like, look, you got to lay off. Uh, I, 
can only take so much. And he just kept on giving it to her. And um, she, was she, tough now. She, she was tough as nails, but she told him, she said, look, you know, it seemed like somebody that talked so much would at least have their fly zipped up. <laughs> and he bent down to, to open his fly and she kicked him in the balls. <laughs> that was Mae Young. She was tough, man. Like, I, I'm, I watched the Dudleys powerbomb her off the top rope through a table. And she was 73 or 74 at the time. Like, man, she was just made from some different stuff. She was just a really, really tough and uh, overly, overly aggressive at times. Uh, but everybody respected her because uh, she never spoke unless there was something dealing with her. And I try to tell people that all the time. Like, mind your business. Like, only talk about stuff that relates to you, and you'll be all right. And she was one of those that was that way. I mean, people say, you know, if you mind your business, you'll live longer. You know what? That's, that's, a, that's a good analogy. You know, I mean, um, Ice Cube said one time, if you want your marriage to last, don't let no one into your business. If you want your life to last, get out of everyone else's business. Very so, good. you know, I mean, Mae Young lived a very long life. Yeah, she did. And uh, I miss her every day. And in my opinion, you guys had some, such great chemistry together. Like, you guys were, you guys were both from Texas. But you two came from two different worlds. You guys were different people in every aspect. But for some reason, you two were in an angle together. It was money. It was great. Yeah, I mean, we had a good time. Like, I believe that it's easier to work with somebody you like. And I liked her a lot. So it was very easy to do. Wow. How was it like working with The Undertaker in WrestleMania 22? You know what, man, like any time that you blessed with the opportunity to be with uh, one of the best guys in history, you, you can only look at it from a learning experience. Win, lose, or draw, you're in there with the best. And how does the best prepare? How does the best perform? And how does the best react afterwards? And that was, that was kind of like the way I looked at it. I looked at it like a case study. And I, I studied what happened and what was said. And, you know, I became a better wrestler because of it. Now, is he everything people say he is? Um, meaning if the, it's good? No, 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 we're talking about good. Okay. Good. Then, yeah. For example, uh, a lot of people have talked about how Undertaker was someone you can go up to for advice. He was always willing to uh, teach the young wrestlers in the locker room? It, depend, it depended on you, on who the individual was. Everybody couldn't just walk up to the Undertaker and talk to him. It's like walking up to Vince or walking up to Michael Jordan. These guys in the NBA that played against Michael Jordan, they never had a conversation with him because they knew that he was on another level. He had a lot of stuff going on. He had a lot of business. He had, a lot, he had to get ready to play. Like, you know, like you, you didn't have time. He, he would carve out time if he thought you were deserving of it and that you really wanted to learn something. If he was going to say something to you, he was only going to say it once. And then that it was up to you to apply it immediately. So he could see it and go, you know what, that's not the way you do that. But I appreciate you doing it because I asked you to do it. That's, that's the way he was. And, if he, if he told you to do something and he took his time to watch your match 
and to see if you applied it and you didn't, you might as well not even talk to him no more. He was speaking on deaf ears. He got a lot. He had a lot to do. Now, Mark, you've been in a ring with very notable names. Yes, exactly. Was Undertaker the toughest competitor you ever been in the ring with? Yes, because of expectation and the pressure of living up and uh, just to be in that spot. Like, people were jealous and like back, backstabbing, like, man, how you get to work with Taker? You know, like it, it was, it was it's, serious. It's, 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 it's competition. It was, it was competition, but everybody knew that you were going to be at the top of the car. You know, you, everybody want to be up here so they can be recognized as, man, I'm above everybody else. And uh, I enjoyed those moments. I learned a lot from them. And I had a lot of them because every time I was in there, I was better. Yeah, he, and they were like, shoot. I mean, that's, that's the beautiful thing about being in a ring with someone like The Undertaker, or even the best of any field or any, you know, any sport. In order to get better, you have to face the best talent. And that's the only way you're going to improve and go up the ladder yeah. in, in, in any field possible. Now, Mark, if you were to have one last run in the WWE, and Vince told you, I want you to have your retirement match in WrestleMania, and you can have an angle with anyone leading up to WrestleMania to have that one match with, who would it be and why? You know what, it would be very hard for me to answer that question. Uh, there's a lot of people I think that are deserving, uh, but uh, I look at it from a standpoint There's so many deserving people that I feel like I would slight somebody. My career is etched in stone. Like, long after I'm dead, people will know that I existed. And on multiple fronts. Uh, but as far as sports entertainment or professional wrestling is concerned, uh, I have very few equals. I had a lot of contemporaries. But uh, I'm proud of the work that I put in. And I'm not worried about uh, where people today think that I should be. It won't be their decision. It'll be my peers. And they'll be the ones that say, you know, Mark Henry was a top 10 big guy. He was a top 20 big guy. Wrestler uh, of all time. Like, it's, it's up to my peers. Exactly. And one day you will be recognized in the WWE Hall of Fame one day. I think it's, I think there's no wrestling fan that would deny that. And if the day does come that you are inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, who would you like to induct in your life? Uh, I probably would either have The Rock and my son uh, induct me, uh, but I really don't think that I will allow myself to be put in that position to be inducted until Owen Hart gets inducted. And, um, you know, if it, We're very close to Owen Hart, right? Oh, yeah. He's like a brother to me. So, like, if, uh, you know, if I could talk to his family and talk to his wife and get him in a situation where we want to go in together, then that's, that would be the ultimate thing to me. If not, then it might be 
be a while before I get inducted. Now, they might have someone like yourself inducted in Texas, or they might have someone like Owen Hart inducted in Canada. It really doesn't matter to you, right? No, no, I, I, there's only one Hall of Fame. And, uh, that's the, 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 the elite of the elite, the 1% of all the great wrestlers in history. And Owen should be in that group. I definitely, I think every, and, uh, I think every wrestling fan will actually to, agree with that. To bring attention to that situation, I'd be willing to risk my entrance into the Hall of Fame uh, to uh, do so. Now, that leads me to my next question. Um, and I think I know the answer to this, since you mentioned Owen Hart. Who is the funniest wrestler you have ever traveled with? Um, Sense of humor wise. Owen Hart had, was the biggest practical joker. But Santino Morello was really, really funny. Really? He didn't have to tell jokes. He just had to talk, <laughs> tell stories. You know, the stuff he grew up doing. Do you, have, do you have any uh, Santino stories, short stories? I can't do it. I can't do it like him because, you know, he had guys' names like Big Head George and uh, Loose Teeth Lenny and stuff like, I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, you, if you talk, if you meet Santino, Tell him to tell you a story about Big Head George. Big Head George? Bro. All right. We ever have Chappelle, like. We ever have Santino Morella on the Yelp I Like Wrestling YouTube channel, which you should which you should subscribe. We are going to ask him about that. Santino, if you see this, call these guys and tell them about Big Head George. <laughs> um, surprise! You said Santino Morella. Um, do you have any stories of Owen Hart? That you'd like to share? Oh, God, yeah. Like, uh, Owen and I used to ride together and uh, we used to play practical jokes on people. Uh -huh. And uh, mostly Owen. I was just along for the ride. Okay. And uh, we decided to play a practical joke on my mom. And uh, so he called my mom. And, you know, my mom was, you know, very prideful and she worked hard for her house. And, Basically, outside of me and my brother, that house was all she had. And uh, so me and Owen called and Owen talked, act like he was an insurance man. And he told her that uh, she had to pay the tax in five years <laughs> and that he was going to take her house. And my mom was a church lady. And she cussed his ass out. Boy, I had never heard my mom use those four words, four letters. Epithets before, but she threw them I can out imagine of which four letters was yeah, Man, she was letting him have it, and then finally got to the point where I just, I started feeling real bad, and I was just like, Mom, 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 stop it. Just playing. She was like, I'm going to kick your ass when I see you. And it was the funniest thing in the world because she had never talked like that. And uh, I, I had a good time with it, man. I razzed up out there for about five or six years yeah, until her untimely death. Like, we. That was one thing that we used to May always get a laugh about. Yeah. May God bless us all. Wow. I mean, I mean, Owen Hart is loved by wrestling fans all around the world, and you know, we speak. You know, we all speak together. We want Owen Hart in the WWE Hall of Fame someday. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Atlantic Social in Brooklyn, across the street from Barclays Center, with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, like this video, comment this video, share this video, tell all your friends about it. Mark Henry, any last words you want to tell uh, fans?
where they can find you on social media. Guys, you can, you can find me at the Mark Henry on everything. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find, and I try to accept everybody with that reason. <laughs> Make sure you don't get this man mad, man. You know. I try to ask him some questions, man. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't choke me. I'm thankful he didn't choke me. I'm it for free. <laughs> I like, I like well, my freedom. Don't tell that to Sonny Sofrito, because I think he'll pay you. Because I actually can piss him off. Well, so please. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Ah, we'll be, we definitely will. We definitly will, Mark. Keep on good behavior. I will. Since you said I will do my best. <laughs> Guys, thank you for watching.